Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I am so excited. We have such a jam-packed, wonderful show today. We have Charlie Carver, who is a gorgeous young gentleman who you guys know from Teen Wolf. He was in The Leftovers. He was in Desperate Housewives. And now he's going to be in a, on Broadway. He's doing Boys in the Band with Zachary Quinto and Matt Bomer. It's produced by Ryan Murphy. And uh, God, am I missing someone? I mean, I'm missing a lot of wonderful men in that play. But he's going to be doing Broadway. And he's here to talk about pop culture stuff that's going on in the news. We have a lot going on. We also are going to recap Roni. We're going to recap the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills finale, which was a snooze fest. You guys, it was, it was rough. Um, before we do all that. Oh, I also have Miss Vanjie on Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie. <laughs> you guys, she's Miss Vanjie's become a superstar. Okay. An internet sensation. You guys know her from uh, RuPaul's drag race. She was only on one episode, but everyone is talking about Miss Vanjie. And I think Miss Vanjie comes back and maybe you'll hear a little bit more about that in the interview, but uh, before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about Patreon. Now, I know some of you have no idea what the hell Patreon is, <laughs> but I'm going to keep explaining it until you're all over there. So if you go to patreon.com slash everything iconic, you can listen to bonus episodes of Everything Iconic. You get Real Houses of New York recaps. I'm doing season one. We're also going to be recapping some other fun stuff over there. And so for $4 or more, you get access to all the bonus episodes, all the bonus content uh, each month. And we're doing some really fun stuff there. And I want to thank everyone that's already uh, joined the Everything Iconic Patreon because you guys are helping make this podcast great. Uh, Anything you pledge helps. But for $4 or more, if you pledge that amount, then you get the bonus episodes. So I don't know. We're just having a lot of fun over there, and we have so many exciting things coming up on the podcast. We have some great guests lined up, you guys. I can't wait for you to hear next week's episode. We have coming up next week. Should I tell him, Whitney? I should tell him. Okay, we have Kristen Cavallari. 
from the hills in Laguna Beach and E. And she's got a new show on E coming out called uh, Very Cavallari. She's coming back to reality TV. We have her on, okay? We have Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. You guys, we have Daniel Franzese, who played Damien in the movie Mean Girls. We have Ashley Parker Angel from O-Town. You guys, it is a night out at Ledoux. (laughs) We are spending a night at Ledoux. We are pretending we're at Ledoux. The reason I moved to LA was because of Ledoux. I swear, that's the reason I packed up my bags and moved from the Midwest to sunny California, because I saw Ledoux on the hills. And so we are doing a whole episode dedicated to Ledoux, a night out at Ledoux with those iconic people from the early 2000s. I mean, can they be any better? (laughs) Can the guests be any better? That's my Chandler, Whitney. (laughs) That's my Chandler. (laughs) I'm so Valerie Cherish. I feel like I'm Valerie and you're Jane. Whitney, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys, that episode is going to be so good. Oh my God, I can't wait for everyone to hear it. And I wanted to keep it a surprise, but you know what I'm telling you now. So that'll be next week. Subscribe. Make sure you tell a friend to subscribe, because if you subscribe, then you'll get the episode as soon as it comes out. Please rate and review it on iTunes if you get a chance. Uh, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. And thank you to all of the people who have written reviews of the show, because I read them all and they're so... So fantastic. So before I bring out my guest, Charlie Carver, there is something really important (laughs) that I really have to tell you guys. And I know everyone's been reaching out to me on social media and asking for updates on Martha, who cleans my apartment. I can't even say housekeeper because this is not a house. This is a tiny little apartment. Um, But everyone's been asking me about Martha updates because I have, you know, talked about her on the show quite a bit and she loves when I talk about her on the show. And you guys, the last time she was over, she was with a new person. So she used to come with Juan, who is her husband um, or partner in crime. (laughs) But this last time she came with a woman named Mary, you guys, and Mary is no nonsense. Mary is no bullshit. And, And you guys, when they came over, Martha wanted me to tell Mary what happened. Okay, Martha wanted me to tell Mary exactly like about the podcast and what happened with Martha. And Martha was so proud of everything that happened that she just wanted me to tell Mary what happened. So I started telling Mary about Martha having violent diarrhea in my apartment. Okay, like I told the story about how Martha threw me out of the way, went in my bathroom, and we all heard it. Okay, you guys have heard that story before, but... It's a very gross story, and I didn't want to tell it. I mean, I was not interested in telling Mary the story, but Martha literally forced me to tell it. <laughs> and Mary was just looking at me as if, you know, she was watching a serious drama. It was like she was watching Handmaid's Tale. She was not interested. She did not find this story funny. She didn't get it. She wasn't into blue humor. And Martha was still just cracking up, okay? And then Martha doubled down, okay? Martha did a little bit of a bit. While I was telling Mary the story, I just wrapped up the story about Martha's bowels. Martha did something that was very upsetting. She scurried over to the bathroom. She kind of did like a fake run to the bathroom. And then when Mary and I were just confused as to what was going on, Martha poked her head around the corner and said, Just kidding. <laughs> she said, Just kidding. <laughs> So she was doing a little comedy bit as if she was, um, you know, using the restroom. And Mary was not amused, you guys. Mary did not want any of it. And it was so awkward and so uncomfortable. But Martha is just so proud of her violent bowels that she just had to do the bit. She couldn't resist. And 
You know what? I love it. Martha, I know you're listening, so thank you. <laughs> I hope you're performing that bit somewhere else because I, I, even though it didn't go well here, I think you should still keep doing it. You should need to keep on keeping on. <laughs> and I hope you'll bring Mary back because I have a feeling that Mary's going to going to bring us some joy in the future. But anyway, I just wanted to give you guys that little quick update because everyone is asking me about Martha and everyone's like, is she okay? How's her stomach? <laughs> Does she, is she still eating frozen Pop-Tarts? And it's like, you know, I can't have Martha updates every week because uh, frankly, I can't afford to have my apartment clean once a week. It's too expensive, Whitney. It sure is. <laughs> it sure is. Now I want to bring out my guest, you guys, Charlie Carver. Again, you guys know him from Teen Wolf. He is a gorgeous out gay actor, which is so important. I mean, he's a young out gay actor, which is very important. And he's doing Boys in the Band on Broadway, which was an iconic show. I think it was um, came fifty year came fifty years ago. <laughs> it came. The boys came fifty years ago, and now they're reviving it on Broadway. It was a movie too, um, Boys in the Band. So. I'm so excited to talk to him, and I'm going to ask him about Terry Hatcher, because we need to know about Terry Hatcher. Um, But stick around after my interview with Charlie, because we also have Miss Vanjie coming up, and Whitney and I are going to recap uh, the Real Houses of New York and the Real Houses of Beverly Hills finale. So stick around. All right. All right, guys, I'm here with Charlie Carver. He is a beautiful gay man. Oh, thank a you. A beautiful out gay man, correct? Yes. Yes, okay, I was like, I hope I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and you are Broadway bound. You're doing Boys in the Band. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about it. Um, gosh, I mean, it, it it's a really exciting project. I think this is the 50th year. Actually, last week was the 50th anniversary of when it premiered off-Broadway uh, downtown in New York. Uh you know, it's sort of a slice of life of 1968, 67, about these gay men who show up at their friend's birthday party and hilarity and shame ensue. And it's like a huge gay cast. Matt Bomer, yeah. Jim Parsons. Andrew um, Rannells. Uh, my God, the list Ryan goes Ryan Murphy's on. producing. Ryan Murphy's producing. Joe Mantello, who was in the original cast of Angels in America, you know, multiple Tony winner Jesus. for directing is directing like it's it's great and were rehearsals in, been really really fun so. are you intim- were you intimidated starting rehearsals oh no 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 no, no you, liar. <laughs> <laughs> you liar um lying no, no I, I i i actually it's it's been a really comfortable fun process so far but of course showing up you're kind of like hmm, yeah what 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 could this be um, Matt Bomer follows me on Twitter, and ever since that happened, I've been nervous about everything I tweet. <laughs> like I, I'm worried that I'm going to disappoint him, and so I can only imagine what it's like. Um, now, I want to ask you more about that, but I do have to get in some Desperate Housewife questions. Sure. You were in Desperate Housewives, and I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. You played Felicity Huffman's son with your twin brother. I did. Um, how was it working on that show? Um, you know, I, I had the best time. I would every kind of family in the show was siloed off. So we were mainly with Felicity and our dad, Doug. And uh, that was a really cool unit. I'd grown, I'd grown up really knowing who Felicity was just because we went to the same high school and stuff. And it was a blast. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a, a legendary set. Yes, I know. Sure. So that's what I want to ask. So um, tell me about Nicolette Sheridan. <laughs> Nicolette Sheridan. Uh, God, she was a pistol. Uh, I just remember <laughs> I remember being in I have goosebumps. I'm like so excited right now. You have no idea. What was so crazy about that show was that we had a practical set, you know? Uh, we would we had our base camp, but then every day we would like take a van over to Wisteria Lane. You'd have this whole suburban world. Speaking of, of Van, have you seen Terry Hatcher's web series? 
No, I haven't. I heard, uh, the, I, I will shoot down that rumor right now. She hasn't been living in yeah, her van. Yeah. But did she, did she make a web series because of it? Uh, you know, I've watched every episode and I still have no answers as to why it happened, but it's like two different series. So it's like a cooking show, which is mesmerizing. Like it is so, so good. And then she has a show where she like invites people into her van. Like she goes around town and like, it sounds crazy and it is crazy, but it's like wonderful crazy, I think. Um, but she invites people in her van and she just chats with them. Like, you know, like we're doing now, she just chats about kind of everything and it's almost like a mini therapy session. I'm not kidding you. A couple weekends ago, I was like sitting in a Terry Hatcher YouTube hole. Tears. Yeah, tears. (laughs) And also I was like getting really upset just at the gay community in general because there was only like 3,000 views per video. Oh. (laughs) I was like, what? Shame on us. I know. Yeah. Um, But. That's an original housewife, you know? I know. That show was so good. It's so classic. Iconic. And also, did people hate Terry Hatcher? (laughs) No, I I thought Terry was the sweetest. Um, I... I think, I don't know. I mean, anytime you get people, people, yeah. I don't want to generalize, but anytime you get, I think, you know, like a, a bunch of actresses on, on a set, like there's going to be actressy stuff, but I mean, she was just, she always took care of me. So yeah. I, I thought she was great. That photo shoot they did, I think it was Vanity Fair. I hope I'm not. Speaking out of turn, but that one photo shoot was like legendary, and there was mm-hmm. an SNL sketch about it. Mm-hmm. I would just love to be on that set. I would have <laughs> loved. I wish I could go back in time. I mean, talk about diva in the best way. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like yeah. not 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 a set diva, but just some big personality. Personality. Oh, I love and, it. Yeah, it was fun. It was really. Fun. Um, do you have a favorite diva? Speaking of divas, like, is there like a singer, a female singer you love? You know, I alternate. I was. I was. Growing up, I was really more of like in the Lilith Fair camp, so mm. I think my 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 divas are a little <laughs> yeah less loud. But I'll, I'll put Shania Twain, yeah, or Celine Dion. Celine, you know. oh my god, have you seen her live in Vegas? No, Charlie, get out of here right now. I know. <laughs> Leave this apartment and go see her. She's I want so so to be good. In rose petals and I know you know French um, Canadian accents. Somebody love. asked me what I would do. Uh, if I won the lottery <laughs> and I was like, I would go see Celine and I would do the, the meet and greet because yeah. like, I really want to do the meet and greet, but it's very expensive. And, um, all I've, the closest I've gotten is she has like a wax figure outside of the Coliseum where she performs and you can like pose with it. <laughs> I have like a whole roll of photos. From um, see what I would do. I would, I would find somebody who I could marry for their passport so I could get citizenship somewhere else. And I would pay Celine Dion to sing at my wedding. I like that. That's what I would do if I won the lottery. I like that. Yeah. Um, are you dating anyone now? I am, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us about him? Uh, What's your type? I don't have a type. Yeah. They've really run the gamut. Um, really run the really? gamut. Uh, he's he's great. He works uh, in healthcare, which is- That's nice. Very nice. Very uh, productive and- <sighs> and you get prescriptions. And no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I've got my in. Um, so I want to talk about boys in the band again. Um, have you worked with any of those boys before? I had. I'd worked with Tuck on Desperate Housewives right. and Zach. Uh, we did a movie together like ooh, four years ago, three years ago. Yeah, I am Michael. I am Is Michael. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you were also in Teen Wolf. You were in The Leftovers. Um, I'm going to talk about those. We have like a little <laughs> lightning round oh. at the end. Uh-oh. But before I do, have you seen on Twitter? Are you on? You're on Twitter, right? I am. Yeah. Um, have you seen the film struck four thing? It's like a hashtag, and it's like the four films that uh, made you fall in love with cinema. Oh, 
And so I have like my four lists, and I was wondering if you have your four. Like, are there four movies that you remember that were being being instrumental as you were a kid? Of like, as a child, yeah. yeah, I do. What are they? Oh man, um, do you remember now and then? Of course, I do. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell, one of her, <laughs> her most iconic roles. <laughs> We'll go with now and then. Oh, that whole man. cast. I mean, Demi Moore, Rita Wilson. Who was the uh, Melanie Griffith, Christina Ricci, Bonnie Hunt? You know, I love Bonnie, Bonnie Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. So what happened to Bonnie? You know what? That's a whole nother episode. We'll figure this out. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. I'm obsessed with her. Um, okay, so now and then. I was, yeah. Well, I, and then I became like a huge Thor Birch fan. Do you remember of Thor? Of course. Birch? Yeah. yeah. We're this. How old are you? We I'm must, thirty. Yeah, we're like the same age. Yeah, I'm thirty. How old am I? 32. <laughs> um, I just told someone recently, I was like, I'm 34. And I was like, I'm not 34. Like, why did I say that? I just forgot early that. onset. I know, it's sad. Yeah. Um, oh, so Thora Birch, you mm-hmm. fell in love with her. She mm-hmm. was in that movie about the mountain. Not Cold Mountain, but it was like, do you remember that? Whitney, do you remember that? Bear Mountain or something? I saw it with my mom. And oh, I was like, yeah. Her and Christina Reed. No, Thora Birch. And Do you know what I'm talking about, I right? do know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I, my I mom should have known I was gay because I asked her to take me to this movie. It was like two young female leads. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. You know, Andre about the seal was about the the most mask I got. Because <laughs> <laughs> my next movie was oh, Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop <sighs> Cafe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sister Act. Sister Act was so good. Sister Act 2. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I feel like I should throw a classic in there. You know, you know the, I, I don't know when it, I forget when it came out, maybe like 96. But the fifth element was the one. That's that, like, mask. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that just like blew my mind back then for some reason. You know, I was going to ask you separately, like, what are the gay movies? Like the movies that made you oh, realize you were gay, but too. those are all gay. <laughs> <laughs> those are all gay. So um, I thought that was the you no, know, I mean, Jaguar. It's, it's similar. So I would say like my my list for the movies that like made me fell in love with movies. Mm-hmm. I have You've Got Mail. Mm-hmm. It's like my all time favorite. Aladdin, which made me fall in love with like comedy and music. Mm-hmm. Why are you laughing, Whitney? <laughs> what are you laughing at? That's one of your top four. Yes, Aladdin. Well, this is chi- we're, we're talking childhood, right? Yeah, like, 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 well, like the movies, Ish. ones that made you fall in love with the movies. Okay. As children. There's nothing funny about that, As Whitney. As children. How dare you? Yeah, I mean, this is not my. my what would you choose, Whitney? Little Marie. Little Marie. Oh, oh real, <laughs> real big change there, huh? Wow. Hey, she can't walk, and then she can. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, well, I guess Whitney disagrees. I would also say First Wives Club. That was one that was like a gay one, I mm-hmm. think. Like seeing that, I remember taping it on VHS <laughs> on the TV, and it's like my parents were probably wondering like why I asked for a blank VHS to record for his wives club. Um, and then Jerry Maguire speaking of Bonnie hunt. I thought that was like an inspirational movie. You know, like I remember seeing that and being like, I want to be a hard worker. <laughs> like I want to be a sports agent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I fell in love with Tom Cruise, which I've talked about on this show multiple times. Um, and then for my gay movies, like the ones that I saw and I was like, I'm definitely gay. <laughs> I have cruel intentions because mm-hmm. of Ryan Phillippe. Mm-hmm. I have Joyride because of Paul Walker. Do you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. And then Casper. Casper. <laughs> yes, right. I'm, th- I w- I'm actually still thinking about naming my first child Casper. You should. Yeah, maybe, you know, weird spelling since I said, no, I would not do that. The, yeah, what would be the weird know, spelling? Like a, Kaspar. Throw a Y in Kaspar. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he turned into the boy I was, and they danced, they slow danced. I think a lot of people fell in love with Devin Sala. <sighs> yeah. You know, a lot of little boys. Totally. For the longest time, I had an MP3 of that song like, that was like recorded from the movie. Oh, um, and then you can't forget like 
Hocus Pocus. We grew up. Hocus we grew up Pocus. well. We grew up with like very mm-hmm. generous parents. They made really good movies. Um, you know, later on, I was going to ask you if you and your brother would ever remake It Takes Two or The Parent Trap. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll just ask that now. I really want that to happen. I mean, like a, like a, it'd be like fun a to do like a parent trap. Or a dark or, parent. Oh, that, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Yeah. It's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It could yeah. be two dads See what it's and like, you and your brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So I want to get into some pop culture topics, some things that are going on in the news. Mm-hmm. We, of course, have Chloe and Tristan. Do you follow that story at all? Yes, unfortunately. How do you feel about it? I mean, give that lady a break, right? It's so sad. Yeah. I know. It really breaks my heart. I think um, they're in Cleveland right now, and I'm from Cleveland, and I keep thinking, should I fly home? Do I need to get there and be with Chloe? (laughs) Like, I'm very worried about it. And also, I'm worried, you know, Chloe stayed with Lamar for so long past his expiration date. I'm worried she's going to stay with... What are you laughing at, Whitney? I didn't mean, like... I didn't mean death. Maybe we edit that out. Whitney, we need to edit that. Um, but she was still with him too long, right? Like what, before he died, she was with him. Whitney, what are you shop? Are you shopping on your phone? Are you shopping? When did I lose you? Whitney's buying a bathing suit. She's shopping at Beverly Beach. Okay. Um, so would you? The question is, would you stay with someone who cheats? I mean, I what a transition. Like- <laughs> Where's my Pulitzer? Yeah, I feel like I feel like maybe maybe this is all about you know interrogating this this sort of system of monogamy to begin with. Like mm. maybe we just need to question that. But uh, you know, once what's that saying? Fool me once, <laughs> twice be a lady. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <something like> that. <laughs> I the older I get, the more I'm like I don't even know if I care if somebody cheats. <laughs> Just love me. Somebody love me. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I'm like I have enough going on. I don't really even want to deal with like an argument. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Um, now the other big topic I want to talk about is Mariah. Do you follow, do you like Mariah Carey? I've watched every up and down. What's your favorite Mariah song? <laughs> my favorite Mariah song? I mean, I think my favorite Mariah song is uh, in front of the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, classic. A classic. So in People Magazine, she came out as having bipolar too. Yeah. And then this past week, it was alleged her former management filed a lawsuit against her. And it was alleged that they were threatening her to come out with this information. Um, and so she kind of beat them to the punch. I, that's awful. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's awful. And um, Mimi, but it's such a big deal. And I talked about this last week a bit. Um, I thought it was such a big deal for someone of her stature and her generation to come out and so openly talk about mental illness because mm-hmm. we've had people like Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez, like the younger generation, they're pretty open about mental illness. Mm-hmm. And Mariah's from a different time, and she's like held up on a pedestal as like this diva, and and um, you know, a lot of her. You know, what she's criticized for in terms of like antics and stuff like that. I think, um, you know, we have to go back and look at through a different lens. Like, for instance, the TRL incident. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Like, mm-hmm. when she walked out in TRL with an ice cream cart and kind of started stripping in front of Carson Daly. <laughs> it's like looking through that now, knowing that at that time is when she was diagnosed, first diagnosed with bipolar 2. You know, it almost becomes, does it become, I suppose that's a question. Like, is it, can we still celebrate that as like campy fun or like her cribs episode? I or? mean, I think I think I, I'm not the expert on this, yeah. but I think in some ways you can't because she's embraced it, yeah. and that's what makes her fun, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. she she takes ownership of that, and then 
by revealing something like she just did, all that it requires is a little more compassion. Yeah. Out of out of her fans and watchers. Yeah, what yeah, do you call them? yeah. Her watchers. <laughs> her watchers. <laughs> have you ever? Um, and you don't have to answer this if you don't feel comfortable. But have you ever had any sort of um, dealt with any like anxiety or oh, depression? Yeah, or, love yeah. a good panic attack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were just mentioning before we started recording that you're moving and you had a little panic attack. Yeah, um, I've I've had. Uh, I I think mental health is so important. You know, um, however, you can take care of yourself. Unfortunately, it's so damn expensive in this yeah. country sometimes. But um, yeah, I've I've suffered bouts of anxiety and depression and I've had like pretty debilitating panic attacks before with or without edibles. But oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had two bad experiences with the edibles and I'm like, I can't do it again. Can't do it. Yeah. But no, on a more serious note, like absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, what's great is like when you seek help and the more they kind of happen, not that you want them to happen, but you are able to kind of I'm, I was at least able to kind of calibrate myself and, and become aware of, of, you know, a change in energy or a, a peak of anxiety and go like, okay, what, what, what can I do? What, what methods do I have that allow me to kind of have some sort of mindfulness? Yeah, I, I always feel like I can feel it coming and I, I start to get worried about, the- about what's coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like um, just knowing that you have the tools and if you've been through a, a super low point, it's like, you know, you could get through You've gotten through it once before. So it's like, you just have to do those, those things, mm-hmm. the meditation or the journaling or mm-hmm. whatever it is mm-hmm. to get you through it. But, um, or the white knuckling. <laughs> yeah. 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 What yeah. do you, uh, what, what's your method of like, if you're having a bad anxiety or attack, like, what do you like to do? I think I just, you know, I have to take a time out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, what do I do? I, I'll go sit, cry in the I, shower. Cry in the shower. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I like have to keep. I think like a lot of it for me comes from overstimulation. You know, with phones going off and ding, ding, ding <laughs> everywhere. I, I kind of just have to turn everything off and and sit and then talk talk to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have you been following Kanye West's new Twitter thing? No. <laughs> so I thought he deleted everybody. No, he came back. Oh, okay. He came back this past week, and he has said that he's writing a novel on Twitter. So he's like, this is my novel. I'm not going through a Thank publisher. Thank God they upped the character count. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's like crazy. He keeps putting out new tweets, and a lot of them are great, though. Like, But he said, he's like, I'm not going through a publisher or something like that. I'm like... Okay, I'll read them. Uh, but one of the things he said, he's like, you need to wake up every morning and spend an hour without any technology because mm-hmm. you need to connect to yourself and don't immediately get up and go on your phone. And I immediately get up and go on my phone. Oh, for you, sure. What do you check? Like when you get up in the morning, what do you first do on your phone? Uh, I check the news, which mm-hmm. talk about, <laughs> talk about better than me. Yeah. I check no. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I do like a deep meme dive later in the yeah. day. Yeah. That's like the second part of my ritual. But uh, yeah, I do New York Times, check check the stuff, and then, you know, check my DMs. And now that's very anxiety-inducing is the totally. uh, news, because it's like every minute every there's something new. damn day. Yeah. Well, Kanye says to take an hour. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't have an hour, that. Kanye. <laughs> I will never do it. I will never, <laughs> never do it. But it's it's an interesting thing. But um, Okay, so now I want to do a little lightning pop culture round. So Uh-oh. these are quick, but we can expand on some of them. 
Foot and mouth. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. So who's the funniest boy in the band? He's the fu- Andrew Rannells. Yeah. Oh, he is funny. Yeah, everybody's pretty great, but Andrew's hysterical. Um, marry, fuck, and send on vacation. You know this game. Yeah, Instead of, of kill. Send on vacation. Yeah, we're, you could kill him if you want. Oh, that, that's like the nicest. No, <laughs> it'd be a lot nicer for me to send somebody on vacation than marry them. Trust me. Well, let's say marry, fuck, kill. Let's do marry, fuck, kill. Marry, fuck, kill. Yeah. In the cast? Yeah. <laughs> you can, instead of kill, you can send him on vacation. Uh. So that's a little nicer. Okay. Okay. So Bo- Matt Bomer, I was going to say Bomer like we're besties. <laughs> Matt Bomer, Zachary Quinto, and Jim Parsons. Oh, I, I, would, I would marry Jim. He's so sweet. And, and rich, would, too. Big bank. And, <laughs> and doing very well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, who wouldn't mind? Bomer's Bomer Bomer. Yeah. Bom- <laughs> Excuse the pun. <laughs> um, and then Zach. Send him on vacation. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Um, 98 degrees or O Town? O Town. O Town, yeah. Yeah. Um, have you followed, <laughs> this is a side shoot, have you followed Ashley Parker Angel's Instagram? No, <laughs> I haven't. Okay. Sorry to miss out. <laughs> you need to get on that. I'm going to okay. send you his link. Okay. He posts like naked photos all the time now. It's like he's turned into like an Instagram thought and it's he's got a beautiful body. I mean, mm-hmm. he looks fantastic, but he's totally changed his image. Um, he's also on Broadway too. He's in Wicked. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but I've never seen it. His Instagram. You've never seen Wicked. Mm-mm. You need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Are you going to see anything while you're I there? I am. They were really, really smart. I, I, I'd like to think it was because they wanted us to take in theater. But we, we do. Uh, we have everybody else is usually dark on a Monday, and we were dark on Sunday, so we can see every every Monday show. What's What's top of your list? Like what? Oh God, that's a good question. Frozen. <laughs> oh my god, Frozen. I heard it's so good. I don't know what I'll see. I mean, there's so much going on. It's I heard really the Mean exciting. Girls is really good too. The, yeah. Yeah, that's new. Okay, uh NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Oof. See, these are band questions you gotta. Yeah, I was I was bigger, <laughs> I was definitely a bigger fan of the Backstreet Boys back then. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh Boys to Men or B2K? What is B2K? Oh my god. Uh B2K, um they had a butt song. Why can't I think of it? I love a butt song. Yeah, it was, Let's go with B2K. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, this isn't even a band one, so I don't know why I wrote it down, but we're going to ask it. Uh, Avril Lavigne or Ashley Simpson? <laughs> Ashley Simpson. Who's your favorite actresses? Like, what act, What lady actresses do you look up to? Like, the the greats? Yeah, yeah. Like a Meryl or Nicole? Yeah, or... I mean, Kate Blanchett can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole Kidman's been crushing it. Meryl. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to give you, like... Bonnie Hunt. We Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah. We need her to come back. Um, who's a better kisser, Colton Haynes or James Franco? Colton. You kissed him in Teen Wolf, mm-hmm. right? I did. Mm. Yeah, um, I, you were in The Leftovers too, right? I was, yeah. I've never been able to watch it because I'm prone to depression. <laughs> um, well, it really your... tries to pick you back up at the end, you know? <laughs> I tried it once and I was like, it's not for me. It's yeah. too dark for me. Um, but what's your favorite memory from Leftovers? I was a fan of the book, so just getting to be in it was amazing. Everybody was really fun. Carrie Coon and Justin Throw are badass. Yeah, I've just I've enjoyed watching them ever since. Um, Lindsay Lohan or Hilary Duff? <laughs> <laughs> Hilary Duff. Talk about it. Talk about a formative yeah. movie. Lizzie McGuire movie. <gasps> so good, right? So good. Her and Paolo's yeah. love affair. I mean, was... That's like my, you know, greatest of all time. My two selves. Yeah. yeah. Um, favorite Felicity Huffman memory. I mean, she's fun. She always does these like little voices that are really fun. Yeah. When she like talks about her kids. 
she does this like elf in, elf out, and just like pops out behind stuff. I don't know. I mean, she was she was sort of the first person I ever came out to in this business when I was like 19. Oh, interesting. And she's like, you'll you'll figure it out. Uh, were you nervous to come out uh, in in the industry? I mean, not in real life. I mean, of course oh, no, in real life I too, mean, but. Yes and no. I just, I felt like I was just tired. I yeah. was fucking tired of, of not feeling like there were a lot of people my age, at least who I knew of at that time, um, who were out. And yeah. I was like, what? Guys, like, where are we? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's 2015, whenever that was, 2016. Yeah. And you're helping so many young little gay boys sing. I mean, because Teen Wolf had such a humongous fan base. Yeah, who would have thought? That show kind of... Because when we started, it, I mean, it was definitely like doing well, but it kind of exploded. It was yeah, really weird. And, uh, you know, of. so young little closeted gay boys in Ohio <laughs> were probably watching that and seeing you and following you and being like so inspired that you're able to be out and out and proud and all that. Um, okay, Mary Fuck Kill. <laughs> Mary Fuck Kill. <laughs> Nicole yeah. Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, and Laura Dern. Uh, hmm. That's a tough one. I don't no, know. I, I loved Reese that in that. I loved Reese in Big Little Eyes. She was, I had. So good. Yeah. So um, she could be fun. She loves a glass of white wine. I'm oh, going to yeah, go with yeah. Mary. Reese. Okay. I wonder, like, Laura Dern might get a little, it might get a little tantric and weird. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll send Nicole on vacation. Oh, yeah. Nicole. I don't want to kill anybody. Um, do you think Reese Witherspoon and Oprah are actually friends? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. Sister friends. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like they were just friends for that press tour. Hmm. Um, favorite Britney Spears song? Oof. Yeah, I'm, I'm, true confession, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge Britney fan, but I'm, I'm learning. <gasps> Charlie, what? I'm learning, I just, I, I like missed that boat. Oh my God. I missed the boat, but, uh. Get on, but get back on. Bring it back lucky, to shore. Not lucky. Yeah, yeah. I, lucky. I never I liked like that, that one song. Either. But, uh. <laughs> Toxic is mine. Toxic's pretty good. Okay, so would you and your brother, would you rather, <laughs> would you rather make, remake It Takes Two or The Parent Trap? If you had to, if you and your brother had to play like, I mean, either, I think we could do a better job with with the Parent Trap, but it'd be really fun to redo the whole Olsen's canon, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> what should they do with the Sex in the City franchise? Should there be a part three? In in twenty years, 20, yeah, yeah, like that. Um, should they reboot Desperate Housewives? I mean, I think that would be fun. Yeah. Would you do it if they did it? For sure. Yeah. Um, what's next for Charlie Carver? What's next for me? Um, gosh, you know, I really, I'm like in the shoot on this play and that'll be until August. Uh, when no does it start on Broadway? We preview next week. Wow. Can, can you believe? No. No, me neither. I cannot believe. Yeah. Um, and then how long does it run for? Till August 15th. Wow. So I've got, um, I've got some really great book rights in my pocket and kind of like in development on those things. And then, you know, you sort of take what comes at you. Do you like working with your brother or do you prefer to work separately? I do. I, I like working with him uh, more, not that acting isn't creative, but more on the creative side. Like we've pieced stuff together and, you know, done short films and we wrote a pilot that we sold and uh, oh, that's exciting. doing that stuff's yeah. really fun. And then acting, I think we just get like really <laughs> mean to each other. To really? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've gotten a lot better so about well. Yeah. We're like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Oh my God. Cut. <laughs> I love that. Charlie, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at, at Charlie Carver. Okay. Got it. <laughs> on, I think, Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, back. thank you for having me. <sighs> big thank fan. You. Yes, I'm a big fan. 
All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Oh, my God, you guys. Wasn't Charlie great? I hope I wasn't flirting too hard with him. I just... I got a hall pass. Who would your uh, Who would your hall pass be? Whitney's here now. You guys, I'm bringing Whitney Hi. out. Whitney, do you have a hall pass? Like someone that you're not, <laughs> not in a relationship. Sorry, so. <laughs> hall passes are needed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to remind you of that. <laughs> what a dick move. It's okay. What a dick move. Well, my hall passes. No. Um, <laughs> so Charlie's a hall pass. Um, I I don't know if I do. You have I, any others? Um, like, do you have the top three or whatever it is? Yeah, like, like if a Hemsworth came and wanted to you sit on my face, like, yeah, I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't think twice. <laughs> Certain people, I think, like, you have to just not think twice. And I think I would want Matt to do the same. Like, if, if Chris Hemsworth was like, hey, do you want to hook up? I wouldn't even feel the tiniest bit of guilt. Like, I wouldn't even think twice about it. I'd be like, yes, of course I'm going to hook up with you. I'm, and Matt's, I'm going to tell Matt about it. I'm going to call him after her. <laughs> And I'd be like, oh my God, look, think of what happened. So it's people like that. I don't even think I should consider a hall pass because I would, wouldn't would even feel the tiniest bit of guilt. But you live in LA, so you could see them again. It's not like you you live in Ohio and you run into them somewhere, you know? I know. Now I want to talk about Beverly Hills, Real Housewives Beverly Hills, and then Roni. Now the Beverly Hills, it was the finale, okay? Ugh. And I hate to be negative on this show. You know, I always try to say about like what I like or what was good, but there was almost nothing to say that I liked good about this finale. I thought it was one of the slowest, most boring finales. And I posted like this little video clip, the meme, you know, talking, basically shading Beverly Hills for being boring. Mm -hmm. And Rinna liked and comment on it. So even Rinna Rinna knows that it's boring. So this makes me feel a little bit better about talking shit about Beverly Hills, Right. right? Like, so I feel like I have permission this week. And she was the one that said, where was it, on Radio Andy or something, that she was going to just sit back and let the two highest paid girls like yeah. try to do the work this season. Meaning Kyle and LVP. Which like, I thought they, was so good. So good. And they really should have done work. Yeah. So I want to go through this episode. I took notes. Um, the first thing I have, and this we're going to start on a high point, right? This okay. is a compliment of the show. I wrote down that Dorit's event planner is cute. I couldn't get past that they were at the trunk club, so. So you didn't even look at them. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, now, talking about Beverly Beach, I think this line of goods belongs in Myrtle Beach. And that's yes. no tea, no shade to Myrtle Beach. I love Myrtle Beach. No, but it's like a beachside store mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Yeah, or Santa Monica Beach. Like, it's something I would yeah. see near a pier. Right? Yep. <laughs> oh, God. It's not something I need in a fashion show. 
And even like the graphic art of the logo, like the cursive, looks cheap to me. It does. Right? Um, I wrote down, do I like PK? I'm a little worried about... Are you on... You know, he he seemed supportive of Dorit. And Mm -hmm. again, I I don't think I like him, but I warmed up to him a little bit. Okay. I'm going to keep my comment to myself because it would be so negative. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's all use our imagination and think of it as. Um, now, we saw Ken yawning in the limo. And- okay. That made me laugh out loud. <laughs> and it made me immediately think of you mm-hmm. because I know, you know, we have some dislike of Ken. Yeah. I don't, I'm not into Ken. We don't need him. But I thought it was very much like in Atlanta when they do these cutaways to Nini's husband, Greg. <laughs> and they make me laugh because yeah. it's just like, look at these... <laughs> Like, less sensational men, just kind of boring men, or, you know, maybe funny in their own right, but they're not the stars of the show, and just get their little reactions to, like, being in these women's worlds. It makes me laugh so hard. So, actually, for that moment, I was like, Ken, yes! Yeah, no, I liked Ken there, too, because he was the audience surrogate. I thought, (laughs) like, that's exactly how we all feel. We're all yawning. Mm -hmm. He was the Um, required. Yeah, so Ken was the audience surrogate at that point. I mean, he was really yawning for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, now Camille got engaged. That was sort of nice. I would like to yeah. see the wedding next season. I feel oh like. yes, because weddings are always kind of fun. Right? Yeah, and he must be very wealthy because that rock was ginormous. Yeah. So hopefully it would be like a very grand wedding. I, I would love to see that. Um, I also loved how Kyle started crying when Camille announced her engagement because it's like Kyle can't help but make everything about herself or try to make everyone else's moment her moment. Yeah. Like, did you see on Watch What Happens Live like the night? No, it was the night they had all of the Beverly Hills cast on. Uh Uh-huh. I sent you this clip. Like, Kyle kept doing this bit where she, when the tension was on other people Uh and there was, like, fights between other people, Kyle would just, like, fall to the ground. Like, she was doing pratfalls for the camera. And it was, like, it happened more than once. She did it in the main show and then the after show where she just... Like, made this, like, scurried face as if, you know, she was real flustered, you know? And she was, like, trying to make it real big, you know? She was doing, like, Disney Channel original movie (laughs) acting. Like, trying to make it real big. And then she would just, like, when people kind of looked at her after making those faces, then she would just fall to the ground. And she was in, like, a nice dress and everything. It's like... No, I think she was in leather pants. Sorry. Either way, though, it was like, (laughs) you're still ruining your outfit to do a pratfall for attention. Yeah. Just because it was, like, the camera's not on you. And it's just so... She's so thirsty. She is, but let's be honest, shade is not her forte, right? <laughs> She's not talented in that lane, and that's fine. So she, you know, we really use her for her extravagance yes. and, like, her kind of, like, not funny, funny humor. So, like, that all aligns. Uh, I mean, I would love her to throw in a pratfall, like, at a cocktail party one time. Yeah, she should have fallen at the Beverly Beach Dorit show. Although, okay, I will say, I know you're going to get to this, but her walking off was pretty good. Yeah, her walking off was the only thing we kind of got. Yeah. Um but I just thought it was funny that she started crying when Camille's like, I'm engaged. Yeah. Um, and, um, okay, so we have Kyle kind of starting this drama with Dorit. And I thought it was funny because Kyle was just starting drama because she knew the episode needed something. Like, I don't think she was mad at Dorit at all. I don't think she was upset with anyone there. But she put her producer hat on and she's like, we need to start something. Like, nothing's happening. I agree, but with a huge asterisk. I think she actually cares. Like, I think she legit cares because this whole season has been fairly real of her and Lisa and Dorit fighting over their, like, power dynamic within their threesome. But she's not a very good articulator of her emotions, right? Especially when they're more complicated than, like, happy, sad, whatever. So she lets it all brew up and then she creates this weird jumble of argument 
that I get that looks like for argument's sake, but I think it really does bother her. But she's the type of girl that keeps it all together. So like, you know, when it gets the better of her and it kind of like bubbles up, she doesn't know how to control it. Mm -hmm. So, but at the same time, yes, I agree. She probably was like, there's literally nothing going on, which it might have added to her frustration in the moment. Like there's nothing going on here. So I have to talk about Pantygate again. Like, geez. Um, I, I think watching Kyle fight this season has been underwhelming because we've seen her fight with Kim and her, yes. her fights with Kim. She's so expressive and, you know, it's it's much more dramatic. Mm-hmm. And she's so much more pulled together when she's fighting with someone like Dorit or LVP. Right. Um, so now we get to the runway show and I just thought I wish somebody would do a pratfall on the runway. Like it was so fine and clean and it was fine but like, it wasn't glamorous enough to be glamorous no because it was at the trunk club yeah it was like he's been at. <laughs> I was like what are we watching here it's not i don't know i don't know like it should just been at kyle by this whole, too. this whole season they've been pushing this lifestyle in front of us and mm-hmm. like in a lot of re- interviews and stuff we've heard that they're doing more lifestyle this season and that's what they're focusing on more than drama and that's great but then i need like full-blown lifestyle i need you know, I this fashion show, that's not lifestyle I want to see. Like, that's something I could throw at a trunk club. Like, right, yeah. You know, like, I need a big New York Fashion Week moment. Or, yep. you know, even in terms of the whole scene, I keep mentioning Rena's rat problem. I don't need to see that. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> and Teddy, you know, she's a new addition. So it's like, if you're giving us lifestyle, like, why didn't you bring on someone that's, like, crazy rich yeah. or something? It's like these two ideas of, like, we're doing a lifestyle show, but then you're getting the trunk club fashion yeah, show. Exactly. They don't work together. Yeah. Um, and then that Beverly Lifestyle Magazine, that storyline kind of went nowhere. It, I forgot about it. Yeah. I thought it might have been from a season prior. And then it seemed like there could have been such good drama there because Lisa Vanderpump just didn't tell Dorit. She seemed genuinely pissed. What happened And then with that? It we just, just went didn't nowhere. hear about it. Yeah. And Dorit didn't even seem to care at all. Like she kind of, you saw like a twinge in her eye or something, but it was like, okay, where's the verbal caring? Well, because they don't want to go toe-to-toe with Lisa. Which oh, it's exhausting. The, That's why we need her mm-hmm. gone. We need I her know, gone because no one will say anything. I mean, they were literally sitting down at that scene. That was right after the runway. Yep. They were all just sitting around looking at each other, waiting for someone else to do something. Like, yeah. It, and the editors were showing us that. And we had the exact same scene at the end of last season of Orange County where they yes. were all at an event and they were all just staring at each other and the camera just kind of went around to each and no one was saying anything. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we need women that are going to get in there and get in the mix. Right. They're being too controlled. Yeah. So Kyle storms off. It was Which okay. seemed genuine, actually. Yeah, it was okay. But then it also, that went nowhere, too, because then we cut to Kyle's American Woman reveal, which American Woman feels like it's been in production for 35 oh, yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> well, it takes a while. I know. But then we get to that, and it seemed like that whole storyline was just gone and fixed and fine. Like, yeah. It was... You know what I could have used... A housewarming party at her house. Kyle's that, house? Yes, because that house looks amazing. I did love the house. And I wish they would have just like made, you know, I know she does the white party every year, but I wish they would have just forced some sort of big elaborate party. I thought her house was beautiful. Uh, Vanderpump said it looks like a Father of the Bride house, and I yes! totally agree. It yeah. was like an updated version of that, which yeah. I love that Father of the Bride house so oh, much. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. But uh, that event at her house was just so boring. It was like, okay, we're watching American Woman. And she was sitting on the and edge of the couch the entire time. And where was Kim? Like, it, the, it, this, yeah. that scene would have been fantastic if they could have thrown some money at Kim and got her at that scene. Because that was where the drama was. Yeah, like, I want Faye, I want Kim, where I was want Faye? the real people there in her life to come over and watch the TV show. And instead it was the cast only. It was just so, I mean, that it was just such a, a letdown. Yeah. The whole episode... I mean, for a finale episode, yeah. and then we're getting a three-part reunion, and I hope about they it. have something for a three-part reunion, but I don't imagine what. I know. What are they going to talk about? I mean, it's shocking to me that it's three parts. Yeah. 
this was the first season of Beverly Hills and one of the first times watching Housewives that I thought, I don't need to watch this show. And yeah. I'm om- I was almost over it. I was just scrolling through Instagram while watching it. Yeah, I mean, I never really fully paid attention. It was like, it had it on. It was just so disappointing. And then, you know, the next night, mm-hmm. we got The Real Housewives of New York. And that <sighs> just brought me back to life. It, it revived me. It is appointment television. It's just it's so, so good, good, Whitney. It's so good. And I hate to gush over it so much, but it's the greatest show of all time. <laughs> It is a fact. It's just the fact of nature. It's the greatest show that we've ever been gifted. Okay, see, I actually think that's Vanderpump Rules. Well, Vanderpump is really good, too. If um, Catch me on a Vanderpump day, and I'll say Vanderpump. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. We get them all heading to the Hamptons, Sonia in a jitney. They don't even need oh, drama, God. Whitney. Like, I'll watch Sonia in a jitney for three hours straight. Why was she on a jitney? <laughs> I don't know. That it was so... Dark. And her trying to sell us on the jitney. Yeah. There were also so many, like... Uh, callbacks to other like chick lit stuff that I like. Like okay. the Jitney was so sex in the city. Yes. I remember they took the yeah. Jitney and uh, Sonia was trying to sell it on us. And um, then we have uh, a Lou in the cheese shop, which reminded oh, me so yeah. much of um, uh, something's got to give when they go to like the yes. cheese shop. Um, and then there was Bethany's birthday party when she was waiting for everyone. Uh-huh. That was so sex in the city, the Il Cantonori episode, yes. which is my all time favorite episode. Interesting. Yeah. That's at the end of that episode. That's when Charlotte's like, you know, maybe we could be each other's soulmates. And yeah, it's the most beautifully see. written little monologue moment they have there. Mm, uh, so fun, fun, fun fact. <laughs> I make Matt. I watch that every year for my birthday, that episode. Aww. It's like my tradition. It's Carrie's birthday on the show. And it, I love the end. She's like, I'm 35. I'm 35. And then Samantha's like, shut the fuck up. I'm 140 or something. It's just so good. And then they have that soulmate talk. So there were a lot of these little callbacks to a lot of chiclet that I love um, in the Roni episode. Um, but we have uh, the cracks in Carol and Bethany's relationship starting right. to kind of bubble under. What do you think about that? There's just so much I, I could unpack from it. I thought it was very interesting that in the testimonials, Bethany is already kind of staking her claim, right? Like, well, Carol always needs a new BFF, so I've been replaced. Like, that's her take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like something happened off camera, like, out before the season started that we don't know about. Yeah. Because it seems like such a hard riff that it's not just, you know, the ebb and flow of, of fun relationships. It does feel more severe. Um, but we haven't heard what Carol's take on it is. You know, when I interviewed Jules, she implied that there was like one scene she had heard from Dorinda. And oh, she implied right. that there was like one big scene that happens. So maybe we hear it. That between Bethany and Carol, that we'll see that mm. they filmed. Um, okay, so we have uh, Lou at the cheese shop, which I mentioned. And mm-hmm. then she met a man <laughs> that, <laughs> that I fell in love with Whitney. Like I, I fell in love. I was ready. It's talk about a hall pass. He's my hall pass. You have a type. <laughs> Oh, what is my type? It seems like you like... Basic. Um, sure, that's a way of putting it. But a white, tall, from a lanky to a buff uh, range, but sort of like a milky brown hair that kind of sticks up in the front. Oh my God, it's real <laughs> like a, specific. Yeah, and bright white teeth. I do like bright white teeth. Okay. Um, but I also love a black man. I love. I mean, I love all types. Uh-huh. I really do. But I mean, we don't get any. Unfortunately, get no. any black men on Real Houses in New York, no, even never. though it's like the most diverse city in the world. Yeah. Um, or Latin men, or you know, any sort of diversity on. Oh my gosh. New York. What? I forgot one of my favorite moments from New York this week. What? When Sonia like outed Ramona for hooking up with her contractor <laughs> yes. named Mario. Of course, Ramona gave that guy a blowjob. <laughs> 
OC, I don't know. I feel like Ramona's more selfish in bed. Oh yeah, actually. That's you know, true. I don't think I don't see Ramona giving any beach beaches blow, <laughs> blow, blowies. Have to cut this. I feel like she calls them blowies. We don't have to cut this. Okay. What do you have to cut? You don't have to cut it. Um, uh, but that's maybe true. That I like a lot of. I, I I sound so horny on this podcast all the time, but I do like all sorts of men. But in particular, I fell in love with the Blender Man. Yeah. I mean, he was so handsome. I want him to be in every TV show. I want him to be on Bravo reality, but I also want him in movies. I want to yeah. see him in the next Bridget Jones. <laughs> I want him. Everywhere. I thought he was just beautiful and he seemed handsome and he owns a hardware store, which is, that is sort of like that fantasy of like, don't you want a man that like oh, yeah. owns a hardware store? I don't know why. I want to date a guy that makes his own furniture. Mm, like Aiden on Sex and the City. Uh, what'd you make of Sonia's dog? Like the dying the dog and food with food As coloring? a dog owner, I am against dying your dog's hair. Um, the, we get to Bethany's... Um, her birthday party, which everyone was late for, which again was so Carrie. And Dorinda showed up in that Corella Deville cosplay. And yeah, I loved yeah, it. yeah. Dorinda's delivering this season. <laughs> her fashion always does. And we have Tough Tinsley. I wrote down Tough Tins. Tough t- She's like kind of got a little toughness to her. <laughs> yeah, season, yeah. Right? Like I like spunkier Tinsley. Yes. I don't know. This new Tinsley seems great. I yeah. like her. I don't know if Carol's just really rubbed off on her or what it is, but. I like it. Yeah. Okay, what do you make of this whole thanks versus, like, THX versus thanks? Oh, big deal. <laughs> I know, it is it's a big a deal, right? Deal. Oh, my God, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is actually huge. Yeah. If you text me LOL lowercase, yeah. we can't be friends anymore. If you text me LOL all capitalized... That's acceptable. I there over, are hard rules. hundred percent. I overanalyze every text or message or anything. I mean, it's such a direct form of expression, you know, that, yeah, we read into it. Uh, I wrote down Ramona loves that Carol's going up against Bethany. Yeah. And I love that Ramona loves it. Yeah. And I love that she just called it as it was. It's very Rinna-like, actually. Totally. Now, what do you think Sonia's pill closet looks like? Like, what's... She mentioned her little pill cocktail. She said something about taking depression medication. I mean, it's not going to be a Yolanda closet. It's going to be more like a Rinna bag of non-labeled pills. Do you think that's what's making her kookier? Because she keeps talking about how over the summertime she was on depression medication and and it made her fat and then she took herself off of it. Yeah. I and you can't know. mess with those kind of meds. Like taking no. yourself on and off, depending on your weight, <laughs> is dangerous. <laughs> I mean, I've done it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it, but it's yeah. It's, honestly, I don't believe her either way because I can't tell. I don't know what the baseline Sonia is. We've seen her probably very drunk in previous seasons with probably meds of some kind. Um, so I don't know what her her norm is to really judge. But she does. She seems to be always kooky. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's fame. Like uh, I don't know. She's also stress. totally a trigger for Dorinda. Have you noticed? Yeah. Like, she is one of Dorinda's triggers. It's like, Dorinda goes from zero to 100 in three seconds, and yeah, I live for I it. I love it. But oh, she got, my God. She got, like, me. Dorinda got mean. Oh, she yeah. Was, the thing she was saying, like, your husband left you for your friend. and I know, which I didn't know. Oh, my God, I know. It's never been told on camera no, before. I Dorinda Googled just it. went there. The internet told me nothing. What else did I? she say? Something about... Um, she oh. was like, don't talk about your husband leaving you versus my dead husband, which is true. It's totally true. <laughs> Dorinda, God bless her. She just started talking about uh, being in heaven and having coffee. Do you oh remember my that? Like, God. There's yes. like a whole diatribe where she just went off and she's like, well, I'm having coffee with Richard and you know, we're in heaven and we're, should we do purgatory or should we do heaven? And, she was, and what I loved about that is like, it was a, an impression of Sonia and Sonia just looked at her like, you're crazy. It's like, <laughs> I know, I know. It was it was so long. It was like the best elongated bit. Um, and then they just started arguing. And um, it was just so, 
So good. So good. I mean, the entire episode was fantastic. Anyway, I want to get to my interview with Miss Vanji. She was on RuPaul's Drag Race for just one episode, but became sort of like an internet superstar. She's memed all the time. And like I said, I thought she comes back. I thought mm. she's got to come back because RuPaul keeps tweeting about her. Oh. And she's so in the zeitgeist. And Ru, Ru wouldn't just keep bringing it up. And every episode since she was eliminated, they brought her up. Oh, wow. So it's like every, the girls keep talking about Miss Vanjie. They keep saying in the workroom, they're like, Miss Vanjie. So she's become sort of this phenomenon. And so I interviewed her. And usually uh, phone interviews, a lot of times you have a publicist on the phone. Mm-hmm. So of course I asked if Miss Vanjie comes back. And so you'll hear in the interview maybe something mm. interesting that I'm reading into. I don't know if you guys want to read into it, but I'm reading into it. Oh, okay. So anyway, I'm excited for you guys to hear Miss Vanjie. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Again, follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Go to everythingiconic.com. Uh, check out the Patreon, please, please, please. Uh, supporting the Patreon and pledging some money to the Patreon helps us make this podcast wonderful. And, you know, it helps with these great guests. We're doing some really fun stuff over there. I said I'm recapping season one of Roni, but also we're moving on to, uh, this is exciting, Whitney. We're doing Oprah's Legends Ball. Have you seen it? <gasps> no. I'm going to recap Oprah's Legends Ball for Patreon. Awesome. So pledge Patreon, please. It's uh, patreon.com slash everything iconic. Now, please enjoy my interview with Miss Vanjie. Love you all. Danny. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm so good now that I'm talking to you. I loved you on the show and you've become a phenomenon. Did you ever have any idea that this would happen after just one episode? Hell no, I did not anticipate. I thought it was the worst thing that could happen to me was getting eliminated first. So I was in, I was anticipating the worst. Yeah. Because, you know, like going home first is always hard. So I was worried. So I did not um, expect to blow up like the way it did. Yeah. Now, will you be back on the show at all this season? We are actually going to have to go to the next question. Okay. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> um, if if there was another All-Star... Danny, you're trying it. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm sorry. Um, let's <laughs> say there's an All-Star season. Would you do an All-Star season? If they actually do anything, even clean the toilets or come and um, help the girls do their makeup, or clean up the stations, I will do whatever they ask me to do. It's Mama Rue, and if she asks you to do something, you just do it. Yes. So it doesn't matter what she asks me, I would do it. Yes. Now, if you were redoing uh, this experience, what, would there be anything that you would do differently? Um, not necessarily. In the beginning, I felt like I wanted to, if I could redo stuff, I would. I didn't feel like I was horrible. I still don't feel like I was horrible. But um, everything happens for a reason, and you can't really look which what's already happened you have to just move forward so i wouldn't change shit i mean it's what's done is done and i went viral and look the one that they're talking about the most this season is me so far so i'm pretty happy and you've been mentioned on every episode since i mean you're gone but not forgotten and i think um you know you've gotten this great platform what's been the coolest thing that's happened since you've gotten off the show rupaul tweeting me tweeting about me is the best thing that's happened yes i love that um, now, who would you like to see win? My top, I would, if I had to pick a top three, I would do like Mayhem because she's one of my closest friends. I would pick Eureka because I love her. And you saw me on Untuck crying on her shoulder. <laughs> and I would pick Asia because she's like a big sister to me. 
Yes. Now, we talk a lot about pop culture on this show in general, and I saw how much you love Christina Aguilera on the show. What was it like working with Christina? Oh, my God. Um, It was crazy. I mean, I was obsessed. And as soon as I saw her, I just started thinking about the Dirty Era, because that's Mm -hmm. one of my personal favorites when she came out with the Stripped album. So it was like... What's your favorite a, Christina like, song? Probably, oh, I don't. Well, the whole stripped album I love. So everything off stripped, I it's like one of my favorite albums ever. So that was I would probably say that album is really not one of my favorites. Now, I don't really have a favorite song because I love the whole album completely. It's a work of art. It is. It's so good. So good. Now, what other divas do you like? What other uh, music do you like? Um, I love Rihanna because she's a badass bitch. I love mm-hmm. Beyonce because she's the queen. I love Mariah Carey. I love uh, Britney Spears because she's the queen of lip syncing, and I, we always have to fucking lip sync. Do you have a favorite like, Mariah Carey song? Like, oh, I don't know. That's so difficult. I all I want for All I want for Christmas. <laughs> a classic. <laughs> right. It's like the national anthem. Now, when you were working with Christina, did you hear anything about the new album of when we're getting it or anything about it? Hell no. I tried to, I kept asking her about it. She's like, it's coming soon. So we'll see. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Now, what's next for Miss, Miss Vanjie? What else do you have coming up? Miss Vanjie is going to be touring around the world. I'm going to Brazil, Colombia, Peru, UK. I'm going to every book and they book me. I'm, I ain't going to stop. I hit the ground running. Go to my website, Vanessa Vanjie, for the tour dates. I'm selling merchandise. I'm going to be at DragCon, selling cookies. I'm going to come out with a web series, hopefully. Like, I'm doing everything I can possibly do to um, force Vanjie down everyone's throat. I love it. You don't have to force it. We love it. We want it. I love it. Well, perfect. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And where can people find you on social media? Vanessa Vanjie on Instagram, Vanessa Vanjie on Facebook, VanessaVanjie.com for my website, Vanessa Vanjie on Craigslist, Vanessa Vanjie on um, Arrows VIP, <laughs> Vanessa Vanjie on all um, Grindr social media networks, Tinders, and everything else. Yes. And are you single? I am single. We're all cap with cap lock. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa. I loved you on the show, and I can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you. I'm excited to um, show everyone what else Miss Vanjie has to offer. Miss Vanjie. Miss Vanjie. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too, love. Bye-bye. Thank you. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern 
living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. 